Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are here on Testimonial Tuesday through the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. I am glad to be with you on this morning. I am blessed to be with you on this morning to share the word of God with you and what God has given to me uh, to bless you with on this morning. So depending on whenever you're watching uh, this episode of our Testimonial Tuesday, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen. We're just thankful unto God for blessing and allowing us to have another day. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful. Every day that God allows me to rise, he gives me the activities of my limbs, the breath in my lungs. Hallelujah. And wakes me up in, right mind, in my right mind. I am thankful unto god amen so it's just a blessing to be with y'all on another tuesday i am excited about this lesson on today anytime we're talking about the word of god anytime we're talking about god we're talking about jesus the holy spirit i get excited because i believe that jesus can be a part of every conversation thank you lord jesus some people may not agree with that but that is one thing i'm beginning to understand that jesus can be a part of every conversation if you're willing to let him in my god so we're going to get started on this morning. I hope that you all are having a blessed day. I hope that you all are having a great day. We're going to go into a word of prayer. Don't forget, as I'm here with you live on the New Beginnings podcast with the episode of Testimonial Tuesday, that this episode will be streaming later on the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson on YouTube. It's also going to be on Spotify and it's going to be on your Apple podcast or you can Google search New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson and see all the different streaming platforms where these episodes of Testimonial Tuesday will be. So let us pray. Uh, if you're in your house, in your car, you got a minute to join me in prayer. Can we go before the presence of the Lord together? Father, I just praise you. I magnify you and I thank you, God, for another glorious day from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. It is the name of the Lord that is worthy to be praised. So, Father, I just thank you, God that you have blessed us and allowed us to see this day, Lord, with our health and our strength, God. You've allowed us to be within our right minds, oh God. I thank you for last night's laying down, how you kept us safe from hurt, harm, danger, and trouble. I give you all of the praise. I give you all of the glory, God, because you're worthy. And Lord, as we come boldly before the throne of grace, I'm asking for forgiveness, oh God. Lord, forgive me for every thought that was not, for not, not like you, for every word that was spoken that was not like you, God. If there was any dispositions with my body, God, that did not please you, Lord, if I had the wrong reaction or something, God, forgive me in the name of Jesus. For Lord, I thank you for your word where you said that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Lord, cleanse me afresh on this morning. Wash my mind, wash my heart in the precious blood of Jesus. I thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your ultimate sacrifice. Thank you for being born, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your life and your ministry. Thank you for dying. Thank you for rising again. Hallelujah. Ah, I thank Jesus for rising with all power. And I thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way on today. Speak through me, guide me, and lead me through this day. In the name of Jesus, Father, you are glorious. 
glorified, you are magnified. And I declare that Satan is defeated on every hand and every spirit that is not like God, that it must come subject to the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, to the blood of the Lamb, to the Holy Ghost, and to the Word of God. Now, Father, for all those that may listen to this episode of Testimonial Tuesday, Father, I'm praying that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Bless their homes, God. Bless their substance, oh God. Bless them in all that they do, Lord. Protect and keep their family save, heal, and deliver in the mighty name of Jesus. And all praise and glory belongs into your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Blessed to be here with you once again on yet another Testimonial Tuesday. I truly want to give an honor to God who's the head of my life. I thank God for yet finding me safe, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to give an honor to the pastors of the Christian Family Worship uh, Center, Pastor Dr. Xavier Menzies and Pastor Latanya Menzies. Amen. Uh, I thank God that this is the place where I serve. Amen. Located at 6532 Arizona Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. If you guess so, if, if you don't have a church home, amen, or you're looking for a place to fellowship, join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center. We would love to have you be our special guest. Amen. Let's get into our subject for Testimonial Tuesday. Our subject on today is total commitment. We're going to be in Psalms uh, 37th chapter and the fifth verse, just one verse. That verse reads, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him. Simple verse, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him. I was having a conversation with my son, talking to him about commitment. And when we got done with our conversation, I was just, you know, trying to teach him just some viable life lessons. You know, son, once you dedicate yourself to something, once you commit yourself to something, honor your commitment that when you do that thing, whatever, sports, school, whatever you're doing, give your all to it every time that you do it. Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or an activity. When we dedicate ourselves to something, anything in life, when we make a commitment, we should honor that commitment with everything that we have. Our commitments are not always based on how we feel. It's not based on, you know, the circumstances. When I say I'm going to do something or I'm going to be a part of something, it's the state of quality of being dedicated to it, to that cause or that activity. So God just began to deal with me about commitment. I began to search the scriptures. I began to research and read because one thing I thank God for about testimonial two is just sometime in normal conversation, God would just begin to speak to me and deal with me with certain subjects and begin to have me go into his word. And God blesses me with a with a lesson and a quick teaching to give you all here on Testimony on Tuesday. So we're going to talk about commitment. And this is also a time of self-reflection that are we truly committed in everything that we do? The Bible says here to commit that way unto the Lord and trust also in him. Are we truly committing our way unto God in everything that we do? Are we committing our way unto the Lord? Are we truly trusting in him? Or do sometimes we have displaced commitments? Have we committed ourselves to people and things that maybe God didn't call us to or cause us to commit ourselves to it? Because it's got to be tough to be committed to something that God didn't particularly want us to be committed to. Because we don't want to be in God's permissive will, but I don't know about you. I want to be found being in God's perfect will. That Lord, if yo, if this, if what I'm doing, if what I'm committed to lines up with your will for my life, God, that I want to stay committed to it all the way. So how are we supposed to function in commitment? The best example of being committed to a cause or an activity is Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ is our greatest example of commitment. No one was more committed than Jesus Christ. Let's talk about it. As I was researching this about being committed and total commitment, I came across something just searching and reading called the five facts about commitment. Just five general facts about commitment. There's no particular order of it. But let's talk about it. The first one, every commitment requires a choice. Come on. I want to use this from the word of God that because of sin, a choice had to be made. When Adam fell, when he disobeyed in the garden and sin came into the world, there was only one way for mankind to be saved. Whoo, come on. Can we talk about it? God was committed to mankind being saved. He wasn't just going to let mankind be without a savior. God was not going to allow us. Whoo, God, I give you praise to just go through this life and not have a chance at salvation. He was not going to allow man to stay separated from him. But sin came in and it separated us from God. But God had a desire that all would be saved. God had a desire that his children would come back to him. He never intended for us to be separated. So a choice had to be made. Every commitment requires a choice. God was committed to bringing mankind back to himself. But we needed a savior. Blood had to be shed. Someone had to be sacrificed in order for us to be fit, to come back to God, to be justified, to be sanctified, to be saved from the nature of our sin. Because let me tell you something. In this flesh is our sin nature. And in this flesh, it dwells no good thing. So when we talk about total commitment, God was committed to us. In John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God was committed to us. Every commitment requires a choice. God said in order for mankind to be fit, to be worthy, to be forgiven of his sin, to be counted as justified, to be counted as not separated, to have no enmity between me and man, God said, I got to make a choice. He loved the world so much that I don't want men just to perish in a sin. God, I give you praise that you had me on your mind. Lord, I thank you. So a choice had to be made. And that choice was Jesus Christ. God was so committed to us. He loved us. His love toward us, his loving kindness that he said, I got to send my son. He gave his only begotten son that if we believe in him, that we will not perish, but have everlasting life. Number two. Every commitment is a choice. So the choice was made because God was committed for his love for mankind. But every commitment is a choice. John 6, let me go look at verse 38. Jesus said, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Wait a minute. So God said that I'm going to bless you, Reverend Dudley. Good morning. God said that I love mankind so much that I'm going to give them my only begotten son, that if you believe in my son, you're not going to perish. You're going to have everlasting life. But Jesus came in alignment with that choice. Every commitment is a, is a choice. Jesus said, okay, God, that's the choice you make it. I'm going to come in alignment with your will, and I'm going to commit to this choice that is being made on behalf of mankind that I'm going down to earth. But what did Jesus say? For I came down from heaven not to do my own. Jesus understood it, it, I don't have my own agenda. Sometimes when we make commitments in life, it ain't even about us. 
there's another agenda in place. Come on, God, I give you prayer. Jesus said, I'm not coming down here for my own, but I'm in alignment with the will, with the, with the choice that God has made to save mankind. Jesus said, Lord, I'm committed to this. And I'm coming down from heaven. I'm coming down from glory to this earth, coming down with mankind. Not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. My God, as we talk about commitment, just reflect for a minute. Are you worried about each day doing your own will or are we doing the will of God? In your everyday life, have you committed your way to the Lord? Are, I know we got work, we got kids, we got family, we got businesses, we got stuff we're doing. But have you committed every part of your day unto God? Are you saying, Lord, what's your will for me as I go to work today? God, what is your will for my children? What should I pray over my children today? God, what is your will over my husband or my wife? And even if you're single, God, how do you want me to orchestrate my day? Lord, I want to start out my day dedicating it to you, asking you to lead and guide me. I want to commit my, Lord, I got some thoughts. I know I had a plan for my day, but God, does my plan for my day line up with your plan for my day? Some people may say, oh, Jermaine, you're doing too much. Jermaine, I don't even have time to talk to God about those things because I got to get my day started. But our example is Jesus Christ. Jesus always gave glory to the Father. Jesus was always praying to God. Jesus was always referencing back to God. Jesus was never about his own agenda, but he said, I'm doing the will of my Father. When we talk about committing our way unto the Lord, look at how Jesus functioned throughout his life and his ministry. Jesus was always making sure that he was in the will of God. Let's go to this third one. Five facts about commitment. Every commitment requires personal responsibility. John 8 and 29. And he that sent me is with me. The father doth not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. Jesus was saying that. God is always with me. And because he's with me, and because I'm so committed to this. I'm going to always do what pleases God. Now, I don't want to set nobody off this morning, but when we look at ourselves, and as I'm giving this word, trust me, I already ate it. I, I've already reflected. I promise you. I don't get on here and just teach a lesson and give a word that ain't talking to me. Are we doing everything in our everyday life to please God? Just think about it for a quick second. And if you really think about it, some of us have said some things this morning that didn't please God. We had a thought we woke up this morning that didn't please God. Some of us woke up, Lord Jesus, I don't feel like going to this job. But God blessed you with the job. He blessed you with the salary. He blessed you with the raise. He blessed you with the promotion. But you getting up with the wrong disposition saying, I really don't feel like dealing with these folks today. But what if it's God that blessed you to be around your coworkers? Because they need to be saved. They need to be healed. They need to be delivered. And one of the reasons that your job is standing, the one of the reasons your job is prospering because of your prayers, because of your interaction, that God needed an ambassador for him to be in that place. But we waking up with a mindset, I don't feel like dealing with them today. Is that pleasing God? Is that the right mindset? Come on. Jesus said, for I do always those things that please him. Jesus was taking personal responsibility. I'm so committed 
to saving mankind, to dying on the cross, that in my everyday life, Christ was saying, I'm going to do what pleases God. Let's go first. Let's go to John 10, 17 and 18. Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Wait a minute. Jesus said, I know I got to die. Jesus knew I got to go to the cross. Jesus said, ain't nobody taking my life. I lay it down. Then I'm so committed to the process of salvation. Nobody's going to. Jesus said, I make the choice. I'm taking. I, I know what the end is. I'm taking personal responsibility. I lay my life down, but I know I got the power to take it up again. Woo, come on. That I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down. I have the power to take it again. So Jesus knew that even though if I go to the cross, I die, that ain't the end. Woo, God, I give you praise. He took personal responsibility. How many of us are so committed? To God, committing our ways to him, that we're taking personal responsibility. Are you willing to lay your life down? Hallelujah. What are you willing to lay down? Let's stop letting the enemy take so many things for us. Let's make the conscious choice to do the will of God in our everyday life. Let's make sure that our will, our thoughts, our mindset aligns with the word of God, aligns with the will of God. Let's start. Let's stop allowing distractions and hindrance and all these things to take us out, out of our focus on the things of God. Yes, I know you have a lot of things going on. I do too. But I, there is some point we got to be locked in to God. We got to be locked into our purpose. We got to be locked into our to our to a kingdom mindset. To what is it? What is it that God wants me to do today? What is it that God, what is his vision? What is his purpose for my life? We got to be locked in and be totally committed to what it is that God wants us to do. Number four, every commitment requires honesty and integrity. John 14 and six, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. Jesus understood that his commitment to the plan of salvation, that it required honesty and integrity. Jesus was honest. He was letting us know here in John, there's one way to the Father. It's through me. Yes, because of Christ, we have access. Remember, when he died, the veil was torn. We got access to God. But Jesus said, it comes through me. A lot of people say, oh, I believe in God. I love him. But you can't exclude Jesus Christ. Woo, come on. That's sometimes what separates us from other religions of the world. They want to acknowledge God, but they don't want to acknowledge Jesus. Many people say he was just a good teacher. Many people say that maybe he was a prophet, but many people just denounce who Christ was, that he wasn't the son of God. There's no way he died and rose again. Some people still say his body was stolen and it's buried somewhere we can't find it. But I don't believe in that. Christ rose. And the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. There ain't no other alternative way. People can try to create certain ways, but there is only one way. Christ was so committed to the process of salvation, to the choice that God had made to save mankind. They said the only way to God is through me. You, 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 you can't bypass Jesus Christ. You can't go over Jesus Christ. He's a part of it. That's why in the beginning I said that Jesus could be a part of any conversation. The Bible is a whole book about Jesus. Something I always tell my kids, I say, y'all think y'all get all these new innovative ways, but the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. 
Y'all may have technology and some different advances, but it's all wrapped up. It's been done before. If you search the scriptures, everything that's being done, it's been done before. It's just been perverted and twisted some type of way to try to make you think it's this new innovative stuff. Oh, search the word of God. It's sitting there. And Jesus has been there since the beginning. So how do we try to exclude Jesus out of so many things when Jesus is a part of it all? But the only way to the Father is through him. John 15 and 7. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Jesus was letting people know, if you see me, you done seen the Father. And when you begin to go into John uh, 15, I, I just want to read a, a little bit of it. Th this whole chapter is talking about Jesus Christ. When he begins to talk about that I am the vine, when he talk, when he's being to tells us to stay uh, connected. I just want to read a little bit of it. I would love to read the whole chapter to you, but time won't allow us. Jesus said this in John 15. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. Jesus was honest. Abide in me and I abide in you. Come on. If you want Christ to abide in you, if you want to follow Christ's example of commitment, you got to stay close. You got to abide in him. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Don't you want to be more productive in your life? Come on. Not saying that you're not being productive, but Lord, I want to keep producing fruit. Lord, what, what is the point of me walking this, this Christian lifestyle? What is the point of me saying I'm committed to God and I'm not bearing no fruit? We got to abide. Christ was very honest. Christ laid out the blueprint. Whew, thank you, Lord Jesus. Christ was committed. If we are truly going to be committed like we're supposed to, we have to follow the instructions of Jesus Christ. There is no other way. I don't know about you, but I've had times in my life where I did not follow the instructions of God. Well, I did not stay close. I did not abide in him. I was unproductive. I was lackadaisical. I was procrastinating. I don't know about you, but I'm in a season of my life where I'm trying to stay locked in to the word of God, to the will of God, to the plan of God. I'm abiding in the vine. Lord, I want to be productive. As I begin to look, I'm only 41 years old, but I'm like, Lord, as I get older in, in my physical age, but I want to mature in you, God. I want to bear fruit, Lord. I want to, whoo, God, I give you praise. I want to bear fruit. I want to be productive. God, I want to be committed to the things that you have destined over my life. And Lord, if you have destined and mapped out my life, then Lord, I want to stay committed to the path that you have me on. God, I give you praise. Number five, every commitment is a promise. What did God first promise us in 3 and 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe, if you believe in Jesus Christ, the promise is eternal life and that you won't perish from sin. John 14 and 13, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the father may be glorified in the son. When we stay committed to the will of God, to the plan of God, there's promises in it. Everything that Jesus said is a promise. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you should ask anything, he said he would do it. This is the promise. I don't even have the time to go through all the promises that are in the word of God, but they're in there. 
Jesus was the blueprint of commitment that everything he said he would do, it happened. He died. He raised. He rose up again. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. Everything that was prophesied about Jesus Christ came to pass. So if you look through the Bible and you think about your life, you don't think everything that God has promised you won't come to pass? But the question is, how committed are you to the goal? Sometimes the reasons we forfeit the promises of God is because our commitment is displaced. We're going back and forth between whether or not we're going to be committed one day. One day I don't want to be committed. We're double-minded. We're stuck between two opinions. And then we will look at God and say, well, Lord, I, I guess you ain't going to do what you said you was going to do in my life. But God is saying, no, God, I give you praise. You breaking your commitment. It ain't that my word ain't true, but we got to understand. See, it's easy for us to look in the word of God and say, well, Lord, I want all the promises. But we have to understand. When we decommit, whoo, God, I thank you. Hey, hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We will decommit from the will, from the plan of God from our lives. Sometimes we will willingly do the things that we know may displease God. But then we get upset when certain things happen, when things don't go our way. We still want that grace. Well, Lord, I know I messed up, and God will extend his grace and love. But what happens when we willingly decommitting? What happens when we're willingly coming outside of the will of God? That when we search the scriptures, yes, when we do certain things that are against the will and the word of God, the Bible tells us what the result is. You can't just want the promises and the good things of God and keep functioning and living any type of way that you want to live. The Bible tells us the results. There are some things I have done in my life and I have not been surprised when they don't go right because I know what the word says. How, how am I going to get mad at God when God told me, if you don't do this, if you don't obey that, if you do it this way, this is the result. But we get upset with God. Well, Lord, I expect you to do this. Search the scriptures. The result of what you're going through is based off your own actions because you chose not to stay committed. You chose not to stay within the will of God. And now we got to cry out to God, Lord, bail me out because I lost my commitment to you. I didn't commit my way unto you. Let's go into Philippians 2, 5 through 9. Last scriptures. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. When we talk about committing our way to the Lord in total commitment, how many of us are just going to be totally committed and obedient to God? Can we just break it down to that level? Commitment requires obedience. That as you go throughout your day, ask yourself, am I being obedient to all of the things that God has said in his word? Many of us, God speaks to us. We clearly know the voice of God. And are we being obedient, doing the things that God has told us to do, instructed us to do, or are we questioning him? Total commitment. Lord, if you said it, 
I believe it, and that settles it. We can't continue to go through life questioning everything that God has told us. And I believe that God is calling us to be more committed to him. That we want to live a life bearing fruit. We want to live a life being productive. But it's hard for us to be productive if we won't be obedient. Remember, commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause. If we say we're dedicated to God, you just can't be. Don't y'all get mad at me. We, we can't just be dedicated to God on Sunday. And then Monday through Saturday, act like we don't know him. We just can't come to the church and pray on Sunday. And then Monday through Friday, don't have no conversations with God. Come on. If I'm going to be committed to God, then I should enjoy communing with him. I should enjoy talking to him. I, I, I want to bring pleasure to the heart of Christ and fame to his name. I should never be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I'm going to be uh, committed to God, then I should be glad to tell somebody about Jesus. I should be glad to share the word of God with somebody else. I hope when y'all see me on here on Testimony Tuesday that y'all look at me and say, man, Jermaine looks happy to share the word. I shouldn't come on here looking like I'm sad. The gospel, the word of God is not a message of sadness. It's a message of love, of joy, of peace, of excitement. I don't know about you, but I get excited about the word of God. I'm talking about all of it, all of it, the good, the bad, the promises, the, the warnings, all of it. It's a blueprint on how I should structure my life according to the will and the ways of God. So as we prepare to end this message, I just want you to ask yourself, have you committed your way to the Lord? Have you found yourself and looked at your life and say, Lord, I know that I'm being obedient in everything you're asking me to do, God. I hear your voice. Don't ignore that voice because God ain't going to tell you to do nothing that's going to hurt you. God ain't going to tell you to do nothing that's wrong. God is going to lead you down the path of righteousness. But today was another day for us to just do some self-reflection, total commitment. Lord, am I committed like Christ was? That's why I use Jesus Christ. I didn't use me. I, I didn't use nobody else in the Bible. I use Jesus because Jesus, he made a choice. When God made the choice to save mankind, Jesus came in alignment with that choice. And he was committed to the day that he died. But he rose again. And he's now sitting on the right hand of the father, still serving as our advocate, still serving as our mediator. Christ loved us so much. God loved us that Christ is still being committed to us. He's our advocate, our mediator. Christ came down here and did the work, but he's yet committed to us. But my question is, are we as committed to God and are we committed to Christ? Father, I thank you. And I praise you and I magnify you, Lord, for this word on today. Lord, I ask and pray on this morning, God, that you would help us, Lord, hallelujah, to be committed to your will and to your way. And Father, on this day, I trust in you with all of my heart, and I will not lean into my own understanding. And in all of my ways, oh God, I acknowledge you, that you may direct all of my paths, oh God. And Father, as we come before your holy throne, God, it is heavy on my heart, Lord. I ask that you would forgive us, God, if we had displaced commitments. Lord, if we were committed to things and people, God, that you never intended for us to be committed to, oh God. 
Forgive us, Lord, if we lost our commitment in our prayer life, God, and our conversations with you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, if we lost our commitment in the ways that we walk and the example that we're supposed to be setting, Lord. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We are supposed to be the written epistle before men, oh God. Forgive us, Lord, if we were not committed, Lord, to reading your word, to spending time with you, God. Forgive us, Lord, if we allow things and people to get into our way with on our time with you, Lord, that you may direct us and speak to us, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. But thank you for your grace and your mercy and being yet so patient with us, God, that you didn't give up on us, Lord, that you didn't leave us. You've never forsaken us, oh God. I give you praise, honor, and glory, oh Lord. And on this day, oh God, let us commit our way unto you, Lord, and trust in you. That even when things don't look the way that we perceive it should be, God, let us have the mindfulness to continue to trust you, Lord, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, God. Let us not move in haste. Let us not be in a rush to make our way, God. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. But let us have a mindset to wait on you, Lord, and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, God, before making major decisions, God, let us know how to pray and to seek your face and to wait until you answer, God. Hallelujah. I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Let us, some of us may have to renew our commitment to you on the day, oh, God. Hallelujah. Let us take this time to reflect, Lord. And if we have to renew our commitment with you, God, let us come before you asking you to give us a clean heart. Renew within us the right spirit, God. Let us come with a repentant heart asking for forgiveness on this day, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord. We want you to, we want to honor you with our lives, oh God. We want to honor you with our choices, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Help us on this day, oh God. None of us are perfect, God. None of us have even reached the stature of who Jesus Christ was, but oh God. Let us be found following Jesus' example, oh God. Let us be found doing what is pleasing in our eyesight. Be pleased with our words. Be pleased with our actions. Be pleased with our disposition, oh God. And if you find anything within us that is not like you, take it out, Lord. Remove everything from us, God, that is causing us to decommit, oh God. Glory be to God. We don't want to be attached to anything or anyone, God, that causes us to lose our commitment, that causes us to put something or someone before you, God. May you be first in our lives, that you may get all of the glory, that you may get all of the honor, and that you may be glorified. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word. Hallelujah. And I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I give you praise. Hallelujah. God is great. God is wonderful. And I magnify you on this day. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for joining me yet for another episode of Testimonial Tuesday, by the way of the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. Please remember, how can I pray for you? That um, if you have any prayer requests, if you need someone to stand with you in prayer, hallelujah, I'm here to uh, pray with you. You can put it in the chat or you can reach me at Jake Jackson. That's J-A-K-E Jackson 7982 at gmail.com. You should see it scrolling across the screen. Maybe you don't want to put your prayer request out here on the chat, but you can put it in, in the, uh, my email and I will pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I would definitely spend that time with God and stand with you. Um in prayer hallelujah and lastly before we go that if you don't know the lord jesus christ and the pardon of your sins hallelujah 
you can make the best choice today. You can do a total commitment and you can commit to Christ on the day. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, Romans 10 and 9. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. You can make the greatest commitment in your life. Hallelujah. And you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That if you make that confession, you believe in your heart, thou shalt be saved. And that's one of the best commitments you can ever make in your life. And then you can begin to walk and follow the example of Jesus Christ. You can walk with power. You can walk with confidence through Jesus Christ. We were never meant to navigate through this life without Christ. I wouldn't know how to function in this world if I didn't have God, if I didn't have Christ, if I wasn't being led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't want to live in this world and this life without God. And I'm glad that he's a part of my life. And you can make the decision to make him a part of your life today. And if you said that prayer, if you've made that confession and believe in your heart, then it aligns with the word of God and you are saved. Hallelujah. Amen. So God bless you on today. I love you all with the love of Christ. I thank you all for joining me. Don't forget YouTube, New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can Google search it and you can find it on other streaming platforms. Amen. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be the glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and ever. Amen. God bless you. I love you with the love of God. And I'll see you next week on Testimonial Tuesday.